welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to our second episode of the podcast Band Journey. With me are Jakob and Mike. Hello, guys. Hello there. Konnichiwa. Shoei Yokoso. I have no clue what you just said, but okay. <laughs> I have challenged you to a battle of the ages. We will meet tonight at Subway. Come there by yourself. We will do as well. Jakob is just trying to make every start of the recording, first of all, broken, but also in another language. <laughs> <laughs> I would so, like to include all of our non-German or English-speaking friends as well. Uh, It's great if we already start with one Japanese welcome a phrase and then we make everything else in English. <laughs> Because yeah, we are, yeah. that's pretty inclusive from you. So that, that they can start I, listening. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> come on. I, I, at least I am trying. Okay. A for effort. Oh, okay. F for respect. <laughs> And effort respect. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, let's move on to the topic of today. We will be talking about gear, everything regarding audio gear, musical gear, instruments, um, mixers, microphones, whatever. And we all know the best part of making music is spending a lot of money for things you think it will make you better. Which Definitely. it won't. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> depends. I think so, it depends. So what was your first guitar? My first guitar, holy, I, it was how long ago? I think I started playing the guitar maybe like 13 or 14 years ago. It was after the Second World War. I <laughs> don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it was after the Second World War where I traveled to a galaxy far, far away. And I lifted the guitar from, this, from its ferric prison. Help no, me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I was like maybe 10, 11, 12 years uh, old when I got my first classical guitar. It was a really, really cheap one. I, I don't even know what brand it was. Let And me guess. It was a really cheap nylon concert guitar. Yes. Yeah, I think everybody in our age starts with that. A guitar which is only good for burning on a campfire. <laughs> there is some value to classical guitars come on yeah it is but not for a classical guitar for i think 50 bucks well not for maybe not for 50 bucks but come on it, it yeah, more I, sounds I, I, like I really like a, a a torch that you can use after a campfire <laughs> <laughs> look at my guitar torch <laughs> <laughs> We're ready to go to the dungeon. Come on, guys. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, if you play the bard. Ooh. I wanted to be the bard. Come on. We are a band. Everybody wants to be the bard. Okay, I'll be the tank. <laughs> I don't want to make a weight joke right now, but you can think about it. Wow. Wow. That is a low blow. Come on. That is a low blow. You cannot do that. I, I also, I never did it. 
You insinuated it. Mm. However. <laughs> so the first game, guitar, nine on guitar, concert guitar, like everybody. Uh, the yeah, most people like sound. everybody. Yeah. And one year into playing guitar, I got my first Western guitar, which is also a pretty cheap one. I still own it. It's currently at my parents' house just collecting dust. And yeah, I think it was even a year after that that I got my first electrical guitar and then dropped every other guitar before that. <laughs> just focus on my electric guitar one. And I mean, you know it. I still use it to this day. It's a beautiful Yamaha Pacifica. Ah, it's the red one. This thing. You yeah, but, that's yeah, but right you also one, brought yeah. it yesterday, I guess. Or? Yes, yes. I proudly use it. it. It has been my baby for a very long time and I will not give it up for anything. Nice. For anything. For anything. Okay. Mike, you're first. Bust then, I guess. Alrighty. Well, I had, as I said last time, I had uh, several instruments that I actually tried until uh, I found the bass for myself. And I think it was, as I said last time, when my um, school colleague actually um, brought me to uh, the guitar store. And then I saw this one bass guitar that was like a little bit in the shape of Tom Araya's bass, just from a cheaper brand. I think, how much did I spend? I think it was about 159 bucks for amp and bass guitar. And yeah, that was actually the first bass. I tried it out in the music store and I was actually kind of happy. But you forgot a brand. Uh, well, I think it was Career or it said Rock Bass. I, sh I have to check Facebook for that because I actually have it posted there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm really, really not sure about it. I know it's a cheap brand. What actually makes guitars or which actually makes guitars very cheap. But was not uh, um, I'm Harley Benton. <laughs> I was gonna bring that joke right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually thought that anybody, uh, somebody gonna bring the joke up, yeah, but I wanted to be first. Yeah, Either but, that or Star Tone. <laughs> but, for, to for be, one but to time. be But to be fair, Harley Benton is much better today than it was in 10 years yes, ago. Yes, they, they are the very good guitars nowadays. Okay, I, I got them. call them very good guitars because very good guitars are, I don't know, PRS for one in the 1.5K, but they are. A good starter guitars. Let's say it like that. Okay. Yes, yes. Uh, the brand was Stark with double G. Stark with double G. S T A G G. Stark. Uh, okay. Ah. That was a brand. Ah. It's deep. It's <laughs> 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 oh my god! <laughs> it's deep. It was only for Yakov because we, we recorded yesterday. Oh, okay. And, and there was a joke for everything, which is, is really deep because I speak pretty fast, as you already mentioned. Or okay. recognize. And if I say, oh, that's deep or is deep, it just is deep. Uh, I see, I see, I see. Okay. And that has been a running gag for the whole day. <laughs> it's deep. Okay. Like every five minutes, we <laughs> yeah, true. We we found a way to to include steep. Okay, okay, 
but but you can it's really I'm really wondering how much things in the world are deep <laughs> so you can bring the show pretty <laughs> often everything can be deep everything is deep okay uh, my first guitar was like I already mentioned also a, a nylon 50 bucks concert guitar Torch. which was pretty it was pretty shitty and i also hand over i get it hand over by my sister so it, i was not only the first one who was on that and yeah i just think i played on that three months maybe not that long and really i burned it on the campfire <laughs> yeah. I, i really did it oh wow. my god uh, yeah because it was really it was i the guitar was unplayable i'm really, really sorry for that but it was really unplayable and then my first electric guitar because it was also directly the second one so i skipped acoustic for a long time um was then nali benton back in the days which i still own today but more because of nostalgic reasons not really because i play it and i played that for maybe one year and then the re the real first guitar i still playing is the ibanez gr however you know ibanez have really long model names so i don't know it out of my mind it's deep It's deep. It's deep. <laughs> <laughs> But I think the first instrument I ever played was a Fisher Price keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> With really shitty sounds on it. If that's the point, then my first keyboard was from Casio. To be honest. Also with shitty sounds on it? I don't know, we only had one hour sample sound, so it actually sucked. Didn't even have pitch bend or whatever. What is actually necessary for a keyboard, in my opinion. <laughs> I remember my keyboard being, I think I was maybe four or five years old. And my parents bought this like really weird looking keyboard, which had only cat sounds. Meow, meow, meow. Yeah, it sounded exactly like that. <laughs> nice. Oh, great. I think from from that stems my love for cats. Ah, okay, that, that explains something. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. but but then I already had the best um keyboard for 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 kids because my keyboard was really able to play normal sounds, so it just as normal normal keys on it. <laughs> Damn. Oh, man. Yeah. Deep. <laughs> Deep. <laughs> Deep. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Oh, man. It's, Guys, it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of amazing to take a nostalgic trip back to the days where we just started with whatever shitty instruments and looking at us now. Whatever. Still playing shitty instruments? <laughs> yeah, well, that's not that's not that's not true because my my main guitar is a PRS, which is quite expensive, and mm. I'm waiting for a Kiesel guitar, which is fucking expensive. <laughs> How long is it? Um, from today, so, let me calculate. I have to open the calendar. Something between <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Something between nine weeks and four years. 
Nine weeks and four years. Wow. Okay, uh, that's epic. Nice. Nice. <laughs> no, it 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 should it should be arrived some, some somewhere. Um, Over the around, rainbow. Somewhere around my 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 birthday in September. This year. It's really. This year, yeah. This oh, year, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> In four years. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, oh, I'm really man. looking forward to that. Because there was a really great guitar story behind this guitar. Maybe I can uh, maybe I can tell this for the for the people outside there because I think you know you two know the story. Or at least Jakov know it. I don't I know if say, Mike knows. Not one hundred percent. Okay, perfect. So my last vacation, I was thinking about buying a new guitar, like every second year, I think that. <laughs> and I don't wanted to spend a lot of money because, like I said, my main guitar is a PRS and for Drop C, I have a solar guitar. So I don't was, I was not really into having something expensive, but I wanted to have something which I can take with me where I don't take care of a lot of and I wanted to buy a Chapman guitar because they looks they look just look pretty awesome. So they have great finish. And I played a test in the in a musical store next to me. <laughs> and yeah, the thing is that the, the guitar was not set up correctly, so the tension was pretty 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 high, everything like that. But yeah, I can fix that, so it wasn't a big issue. That the sound of the guitar itself was pretty great. So I bought it, bring it um, to um, back to my um, to back to my house, and try to set it up. I think for three hours or something around that, and I was not able to set it up correctly. Um, so I drove on the next day back to the music store, uh, to the service center, and showed them the guitar. If I maybe I did something wrong, surprise, I did everything correct. The guitar was just broken because the neck was not correctly set up. Okay. So they gave me a new one with the same issue. And they gave me a third one with another issue. There one fret was um, not set in correctly on the neck, so it was not able to keep an octave anymore. And after the third, fourth one, we stopped there because there was no guitar from this model on stock anymore. And I don't want to want to say something bad about Chapman in this case because maybe I just said maybe it was just unlucky or this was just one line in, from one day factory. How I don't know. I, I I also don't mind about that. But at the end of the day, I spent two days for that without having a new guitar. Yeah, you were pissed after that. I, I was really pissed because I, but I, I was more pissed because after that I decided, okay, let's spend five hundred euro, um, euros more and just buy the PRS in, um, in the store, which I was not allowed to because the guitar was not on stock and this was the presentation guitar, and the same story with another guitar I tried there, and because I was this pissed, I bought the Kiesel, Kiesel for three thousand dollars. <laughs> only only <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> only yeah to be to, to be fair <coughs> it's only about something around $2,200 the rest of German Texas Damn. and government things so it's not it's not the export tax I think it's called however right. it's not that expensive the 
a big part of the price is really bringing it in, bringing it into the country. I see. Okay. Mm. Yeah, but the guitar really looks great, and I really like the way that they can that you can configure your whole guitar um, online in a really good online configurator. So I really have to appreciate that. And yeah, I spent a whole night designing the guitar, only that my girlfriend totally changed the design in five minutes and it looks much better what I designed oh for. My God. <laughs> <laughs> so we ordered her design, which also increased the price by $400, just to mention oh, that. Damn. <laughs> so her design was much more expensive. Oh, man. But now that you mentioned that story, I remember last year owning a Jackson guitar. Uh, it was a Jackson Flying V, a Jackson Rhodes. And I specifically wanted this model because I wanted something pretty affordable, but with a Floyd Rose system. Because I was starting a, what was it? A uh, kind of symphonic metal mm -hmm. band. And I just needed something for the solos just to have some variety of playing different solos and just going crazy with the whammy bar. And after some time, it had some pretty annoying dead notes. And I sent it to the guitar store or to the music store where I bought it. And they did not return the guitar. They just gave me back the money that I've used up for the guitar. That's always a good sign. If you send something that they um, to repair it and they just say, yeah, we give you back the money. <laughs> it's unrepairable. Uh, I, I, think, I think their explanation was pretty similar to yours, that it was just broken. And at that time, I was pretty unlucky. There were no other models that they could have given me. So I pretty much had a one-of-a-kind-ish guitar. And yeah, I, I, I miss that guitar. Yeah, the thing um. is that for the cheap guitars, and I think it's something around everything under 500 euros, um... It doesn't make any sense to repair it. If you really have to make deeper work, deeper, more work um, <coughs> at the neck, then yeah, I think a guitar builder wants something around two, three hundred euros to work on the neck, changing frets, things like that. Mm. It doesn't make any sense to change that or to repair that. And that's, I think, it's pretty sad. But it's the modern world, I would yeah, say. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I think it always depends. Uh, sorry, Mike. <laughs> I think it always uh, just depends on the kind of damage that you're trying to repair or whatever yeah. you're trying to replace. Yeah, of course. But if I take a look on just if I take a look on my Ibanez, um, which had a price back in the days around 220 euros. I think nowadays it's 350 because of inflation and however and time. But it in the past it was around 220 euros. And if I have to change the pickups because of any reasons, I can buy a new Ibanez from now because um, just from the price of the pickups. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, but I would repair it because there's also 
a lot of soul into the guitar, but it's not a smart decision then anymore to repair it. It's more emotionless. I want to say probably personal personal uh, value. Yeah, true. Uh, because I also repaired it several times, so it's um, not the first. <laughs> it's not a theoretical story. I, I repaired it two or three times already. Um, yeah, but, but in the end of the could... day... Sorry. <laughs> I just wanted I'm to... interrupting everyone today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. I just wanted to finish that at the end of the day, it's a tool. And you have to repair tools someday. That's true. Or replace them. It's an emotional tool. Yeah, but maybe we could change the uh, topic to maybe some, something more enlightening or maybe something more light. Um, my question is, what is the most expensive gear that you do own currently? Which be a buying price or current price? Which... Mm, Okay, let, let's say the value at w how you bought it at the okay, time. I can also answer your both questions if you want. It's not that complicated. Uh, so if we're not talking about pretty boring PA stuff, um, just if I take a look at my guitars, then I think the most expensive part is the Linux Helix around 1,000 euro buying price and the most expensive gear from the current value would be the PRS because it was one of the last PRS created in Taiwan which which is the reason the guitar just raised the price oh, okay dramatically Mike yeah um, for me I think it actually would be um, my amp with the four tens. Uh, because uh, the, 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 the um, amp itself was uh, 250, I guess, if I'm not totally wrong. And the um, 410s was actually uh, 750. So actually, that's about 1K for my amp. But but if you talk about the value itself, I think it should be my uh, LTD, my ESP LTD uh, bass guitar, which had a value from 1200 new because of the tribal on the fretboard. Ooh, nice. Yeah, that that would be actually my position and and yeah my equipment which is expensive. And your one, Yakov. <clears throat> I think you're gonna laugh at me <laughs> because <laughs> I'm definitely the cheapest guy <laughs> out of us three. <laughs> so oh instrument wise, I think I would have to say my Ibanez SR three hundred, which I currently use in my other band in Antaresta. I bought it at what 300 350 bucks or something and at that price you normally would not expect like a really good uh, or really high quality instrument but this one definitely is and I still enjoy it to this day I enjoy playing it I enjoy just experimenting with all the sounds that it has since it's got its own EQ options in there and yeah sound gear wise i i would either have to say my studio monitors which were which were 250 bucks for one monitor 
and yeah, I have seven. <laughs> no, I've got two. <laughs> okay. No, I've, I've got two. I've got the uh, smallest uh, Genelec monitors, the 8010 AP, and I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with them. Yeah, but they're really great to say it. Yeah, they, they, they are. And, and they do offer a good bass sound as well. You normally would not expect that from, what are they, three inches or something? Yeah, they're pretty small. Yeah. But I don't know said. the size. <laughs> the I was waiting for the joke. Yeah. <laughs> Me too, yeah. Next time I see you, Mike, I'm going to give you a high five for that. Okay, or, no problem. Or what he said, because we are inclusive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And I think um, second place would also be my bass amp setup. I've got a Hardk uh, 2500 bass head with a Harley Benton uh, 410 loudspeaker box. I think the 2500 is the one that I actually got in our rehearsal room, if I'm not totally wrong. Uh, I do not think I would have recognized that. LH something. I'm not sure about the, the, the model number now. Mm. I'm the only one in this round who's not playing um, VR amps anymore. I know that Jakob is not playing on amps with his um, guitar. Yeah, I do not. I do not anymore. I, I do not have the place to accommodate a, a, a guitar amp. So normally I would just plug my guitar directly into my audio interface or at least put my... Oh, freak. I forgot about my... Uh, <laughs> about my stomp. About my pot <laughs> Yeah, about the pot go, yeah. About the yeah, pot yeah. stomp. Since I uh, uh, also use uh, the Line 6 Helix sounds, but just in a smaller package. And I think it's great. Yeah, it's and great normal. because our guitar sounds the same or yes. close to each other on the records. I mean, I mean, we could probably get the same sound if we wanted to, but also I think that would <laughs> maybe throw off the dynamics between us, I think, since we both have different playing styles. I think I play with much more gain than you do, you know? First of all, that, and I th also think that your guitar playing is a bit more technical than mine. I'm more into the ambient stuff, or I'm into the more melodic stuff, let, let's just say that. I don't know if this was a compliment. <laughs> You're more the technical guy, I'm more the musical guy. No, 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 no. I mean, we do need some technicality. We do need some technical guitar playing. I just take it as a compliment now. Uh, yeah, forward. <laughs> take it as a compliment. Come on, you're a, you're a great guitar player. It's it's no. a pleasure to work with you. Thank you. And it's also it's also a pleasure to work with you, Mike. You're you're a great bassist, man. Uh, dang, thanks. I, I never thought I'm gonna get a compliment for that. <laughs> <laughs> for, for playing bass. Yeah. Yes. To be honest, today I, I want to I want to achieve one total um, recording without what bass choke and. Right now, it looks like I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, but oh, at the man. end of the day, maybe something I want to want to want to highlight here because we talk a lot of about expensive things, and you really don't need them. So, I think at the beginning you totally don't need them because you can't hear 
I would say if people who start playing what instrument cannot hear the difference between 200 euro guitar and 2000 euro guitar. Um, it's also like it the price is increasing exponentially, so it's not that much better than it costs more. And sometimes also the cheap things are better. So if I take a look at my the Ibanez for 200 something. And the Sula guitar, about 900 euro. And we already talked about it several times that the Sula guitar has a great sound and great pickups in it, but it has damn bad quality. I changed the half of the mechanics. I changed the, the Floyd Rose. So I had to change a lot that it works. And still, like we um, see yesterday, also yesterday, it cannot stay in tune pretty good. So I'm still not finished it. Okay, that's interesting. We even changed the mechanics and stuff like that. Okay, that, that's kind of, I don't know. Yeah, but not, not because they're bad. They were losing their color. Oh, okay, I see. Never mind. So I changed it just to another like mechanics. I don't know the brand anymore, but they were more expensive at the end of the day. But... I think I spent for the whole mechanic something around without the Floyd Rose, 50 euros. Okay. That's and not bad though. Yeah, the thing is, and there I'm sure I'm not the only one. So our old guitarist has the same issue with his solar. So, and they are not that cheap. They are not that expensive. They're something in the middle range, but they are more expensive than the Iben, a starter or beginner um, guitars. So it doesn't mean that more expensive is also better. It's just not true. I mean, um, uh, when when you said that I uh, did not play through amps, um, normally I would, like I said, just plug my guitar into my audio interface. And normally what I use, I currently use the Neural DSP plugin Archetype Pliny, which is... A lot of ambient sounds, but it also has a lot of like more hard-ish sounds, uh, which you can also use for a lot of me uh, modern metal stuff. And it cost me what fifty bucks back then, because uh, Neural DSP normally does a lot of sales. And yeah, it, it's it sounds fantastic, and I'm uh, actually planning on using those sounds live and uh, implementing them into our recordings as well. I'm just looking up a way uh, to do that. But yeah, I, I, I just do not want to use the quad cortex if I do not have to, because it's just too pricey for me. <laughs> if I would have to um, advise people if they start playing guitar or play, start playing bass because the, both instruments are from the um, equipment perspective, perspective pretty similar. I would always start, and that's something which is not really common online, but I would start really on the guitar and take a lot of money and a lot of time choosing the right guitar. And this just means take a look on the neck and the frets, take somebody with you have, who know how it is to play a good instrument or how a good instrument should should be and then just buy some multi-effect thing and headphones. I think that's the best start kit you can do. 
because if you also start with playing around with amps, then it gets pretty expensive pretty fast. That's true. Yes, yeah. yes, it does. And you don't need them today anymore. So Eddie, I think you can also already plug it into your iPhone if you want to. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There are special interfaces that uh, allow instruments to be plugged in into your phone directly. And interfaces are pretty expensive, uh, pretty pretty cheap. That around that. Um, so because I'm playing the or I'm using the focus right interface, it was around 80 euros. So it's pretty cheap, more, much more cheap or much cheaper than an amp. That's true. Yeah. If you compare it like that, yeah, yeah, there, there's uh, quite a difference. Yeah, and the good thing is that you can use it also in the future. So if you play, if you buy a cheap amp for 200 euros. And after four years, you don't like it anymore and you buy a new one and then you don't need the old one. But you can always find a use for an interface. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, but we never talked about or we not, not talked about um, recording stuff or studio stuff until now. As, except the monitors uh. of Jakob. Yeah. <laughs> So my setup is, yeah, a pretty flexible one. I'm using a BC500 microphone, which is just a similar product to the Shure SM7B, which is known as the podcast microphone or the microphone for heavy vocals or anything related to, I don't know, just hard, hard rock, heavy metal anything like that goes up into my complete audio 2 interface from native instruments and then directly into my pc where i record with fl studio yes i'm still that guy which use fruity loops <clears throat> i like i like me some fruity loops but this is something bad using fruity loops i'm not that deep in this Not necessarily. I mean, Fruity Loops is mostly the first digital audio workstation that everybody uses just because you can implement a lot of virtual instruments into there and create a lot of beats very, very fast, which is also what I did in the beginning where I still used to write rap lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> Gangster. Yes, there was a time. <laughs> K-pop Yakov back. <laughs> I just wrote K-pop beats and then called them gangster. Gangster. <laughs> With K. Gangster. Oh, gangster. Yeah, I I still do have some uh, some of those beats somewhere in my folder. Oh. Curious to see them one time or hear them. Yeah, I, th I think I'm gonna share them uh, after the session. Already. <laughs> sounds, sounds good. Already looking forward. But yeah, um, regarding the DAW, I think if someone would ask me what to recommend to them, I would just recommend to try everything out. I would run away. If somebody asked me what I have to recommend, I would run away. <laughs> you would run away? Because, I, yeah, I would because just... what I already learned that the studio equipment and software universe is just another universe. Yeah. 
And yeah. there is always a camp out of people who telling that shit and that's good. And then it's not a camp which telling the totally opposite. So I'm getting tired of that. So yeah, like you already said, if it's, if you're possible that you can try different ones and try it. So Fruity Loops, you can try. Um, I think it's free if you try it. Ableton is also for free. I think you yeah. can uh, try pretty much every uh, DAW. I think yeah, yeah, not yeah. 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 And there even are some free uh, downloadable uh, workstations out there. I think. Yeah, but what, what but it? if you if you stick to if you stick to the to the to the, to the big ones like Logic, FL Studio, Reaper. However, they called Ableton. No, how it's called with A, Ableton. Ableton, yeah. Yeah, you can do something wrong. It's just a change in the workflow. Yeah, but definitely. if you but if you start, you don't know another workflow. So it's not like that you dislike the workflow because you just never saw another workflow before. So I think you can't make something wrong. But you should just think about that you can use everything on every system except logic. <laughs> That's a typical Apple thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about logic. I'm not a, an Apple user, but I know that I currently use FL Studio more than Ableton. Ableton, I like to use more for live imports or for recordings just because I think that Ableton does that a lot better than FL Studio, a lot more comfortable. But about the beat making and the music production in general, FL Studio, I've had better experiences with. But but like I said, if you have the possibility, try out everything. And yeah. that goes for microphones, that goes for monitors, um, guitars, DAWs, everything that you can get your hands on try out and just find go, something that fits your needs the best just go to your next local store and experiment with different gear or how Shia LaBeouf would say just do it <laughs> make your dreams come true <laughs> exactly that <laughs> <laughs> yeah because for example Yakov Love FL Studio or work with FL Studio uh, I do it sometimes but i'm mainly working with logic and the crazy thing i love mastering with logic on the ipad with the new logic pro because it's for mastering just an easy workflow with this pencil if you can draw your equalizer it's much faster mm -hmm. okay so some last words for mike maybe because we are near end of the time. Okay, so I just keep my 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 recording equipment short and stuff like that. I just got a Rode microphone and a Steinberg interface. Ooh, nice. The the digital audio workstation that I actually use is Reaper. Since I started recording years, I mean really years ago, even yeah, definitely. That's it. We can't even say 12 years ago. I was kind of into vocal covers and stuff like that and I thought, "Oh, I need a program that actually works good so and i stick to i i found reaper uh because of a friend and just just the, the complexity of the program there is no complexity for me because i know where everything is 
uh, from the beginning on, if it's a piano roll or whatever, if I want to make beats with some kind of v uh, VSTs, like, like, um, how's it called again? The, the drum computer. I'm not sure how it's called, but, uh, easy drum. Yeah. Easy drummer. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, since I, I mean, I tried FL Studio. I tried, uh, free programs and stuff like that, free DAWs. And I have to say that the, the, the feeling, the best feeling in doing stuff, uh, with recordings or, or beats or whatever. I, I'm I definitely was Reaper because I don't know. I've used it since years and I was happy from the beginning on. So that's actually, uh, yeah, my opinion. But that's what I mean. If you already, um, if you already stick to or or aware of a work, um, workflow, then you should also stick to the DOV at your W. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Because, uh, I tried out FL Studio. It was okay, but. Somehow the, the the things I'm used to finding the stuff, adding the stuff, or whatever was kind of more complicated for me than I was actually used in Reaper. It was like from the beginning on when I used the DAW, I actually knew how everything works, and that's why yeah, I think it's a more a, a personal, let's say a personal um feeling, which per okay, thanks Alexa, <laughs> um more a personal. <laughs> Um, feeling and using the programs. What is easier for you? Which is maybe more complicated for as a person? That's more my opinion about it. And because this is pretty, it's deep. It's deep. Um, <laughs> I would say we will stop today because we are um, close to the end of the time um, for the day. I was already aware. I was already thinking about it, talking about all the stuff we own. Um, during the last 12 years took more than 40 minutes um, but I think the most important items we covered the most important software we covered and I think the main message from Mike at the end is also pretty good so just test it and check out what you like and you can do something wrong out there yeah that's, that's about good. my opinion as well just go with recommendations what people tell you, okay? Go with recommendations, but make your own experience with instruments, with amps, with DAWs. Just make your own experience and check out what's the best for you, for your personal use. And maybe for, for, for beginners, if you really, if you, that's maybe not nothing for, for, for professionals, but for beginners, if you stick to the great big brands in the music industry, they're not big without any reasons. So if you stick to, uh, if I talk about Shure micro microphones, Focusrite interfaces, PRS guitars, however, normally you can do something wrong there if you test them. There's a, a reason why there's a lot of equipment out there and a lot of also professional or semi-professional equipment out there from bigger brands like you've named them. It has to fit to your requirements. Yes. Personal comfortability. Great, then um, we've made it. We've made a nice yeah. episode today. Yay! It's the second one. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks to the people out there for your support. Already a lot of people listened to our first one. What is new today? After our voice um, will be silent today, you will hear an outro. Don't forget to follow us on DB Zero Official on Instagram. The other social media channels will need some longer i'm sorry for that and then thanks guys for the great conversation 
I wish you all a great evening or day or whatever. Thank you very much. I wish you a Take great Take care, time. people, and have fun. Thank you for listening. Have a good time. Stay safe. Bye. 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 Stop. Stop. Stop.